Section 39 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 9. Section 39. Selected Poems by Samuel Taylor Coleridge Kubla Khan In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome decree, where Alf the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man down to a sunless sea. So twice five miles of fertile ground with wall and towers were girdled around, and there were gardens bright with sinuous rills, where blossomed many an incense-bearing tree. And here were forests, ancient as the hills, enfolding sunny spots of greenery. But, oh, that deep romantic chasm which slanted down the green hill athwart a cedarn cover, a savage place, as holy and enchanted as e'er beneath a waning moon was haunted by woman wailing for her demon lover. And from this chasm, with ceaseless turmoil seething, As if this earth in fast thick pants were breathing, A mighty fountain momently was forced, Amid whose swift half-intermitted burst Huge fragments vaulted like rebounding hail, Or chaffy grain beneath the thresher's flail. Amid these dancing rocks at once and ever It flung up momently the sacred river, five miles meandering with amazing motion through wood and dale the sacred river ran then reached the caverns measureless to man and sank in tumult to a lifeless ocean amid this tumult kubla heard from far ancestral voices prophesying war the shadow of the dome of pleasure floated midway on the waves where was heard the mingled measure from the fountain and the caves it was a miracle of rare device, a sunny pleasure-dome with caves of ice. A damsel with a dulcimer in a vision once I saw. It was an Abyssinian maid, and on her dulcimer she played, singing of Mount Abora. Could I revive within me her symphony and song, to such a deep delight twould win me, that with music loud and long, I would build that dome in air, that sunny dome, those caves of ice and all who heard should see them there and all should cry beware beware his flashing eyes his floating hair weave a circle round him thrice and close your eyes with holy dread for he on honeydew hath fed and drunk the milk of paradise the albatross from the rhyme of the ancient mariner with sloping masts and dripping pro, as who, pursued with yell and blow, still treads the shadow of his foe, and forward bends his head, the ship drove fast, loud roared the blast, and southward I we fled. And now there came both mist and snow, and it grew wondrous cold, and ice, mast high, came floating by as green as emerald, and through the drifts the snowy cliffs did send a dismal sheen, nor shapes of men or beast we keen. The ice was all between. The ice was here, the ice was there, the ice was all around. It cracked and growled and roared and howled like noises in a swound. 
at length did cross an albatross through the fog it came as if it had been a christian soul we held it in god's name it ate the food it ne'er had eat and round and round it flew the ice did split with the thunder feet the helmsman steered us through and a good south wind sprung up behind the albatross did follow and every day for food or play came the mariners hallo in mr cloud on master shroud it perched for vespers nine whilst all the night through fog smoke white glimmered the white moonshine god save thee ancient mariner from the fields that plague thee thus why look'st thou so with my crossbow i shot the albatross the sun now rose upon the right out of the sea came he still hid in mist and on left went down into the sea and the good south wind still blew behind but no sweet bird did follow nor any day for food or play came the mariners hallo and i had done a hellish thing and it would work em woe for all a bird i had killed the bird that made the breeze to blow ah wretch they said the bird to slay that made the breeze to blow nor dim nor red like god's own head the glorious sun uprist then all averred i had killed the bird that brought the fog and mist twas right said they such birds to slay that bring the fog and mist the fair breeze blew the white foam flew the furrows followed free we were the first that ever burst into that silent sea down dropped the breeze the sails dropped down twas sad as sad could be and we did speak only to break the silence of the sea all in a hot and copper sky the bloody sun at noon right up above the mast did stand no bigger than the moon day after day day after day we stuck nor breath nor motion as idle as a painted ship upon a painted ocean water water everywhere and all the boards did shrink water water everywhere nor any drop to drink the very deep did rot o oh, christ that ever this should be yea slimy things did crawl with legs upon the slimy sea about about in reel and rout the death-fires danced at night the water like a witch's oils burnt green and blue and white and some in dreams assured were of the spirit that plagued us so nine fathoms deep he had followed us from the land of mist and snow and every tongue through utter drought was withered at the root we could not speak no more than if we had been choked with soot ah well a day what evil looks had i from old and young instead of the cross the albatross about my neck was hung time real and imaginary on the wide level of a mountain's head i knew not where but twas some fairy place their pinions ostrich-like for sails outspread two lovely children run an endless race a sister and a brother this far outstripped the other yet ever runs she with reverted face and looks and listens for the boy behind for he alas is blind or rough and smooth with even step he passed and knows not whether he be first or last dejection an ode late late yestreen i saw the new moon with the old moon in her arms 
and i fear i fear my master dear we shall have a deadly storm ballad of sir patrick spence well if the bard was weatherwise who made the grand old ballad of sir patrick spence this night so tranquil now will not go hence unroused by winds that ply a busier trade than those which mould yon cloud in lazy flakes or the dull sobbing draught that moans and rakes upon the strings of this aeolian lute which better far were mute for lo the new moon winter bright and overspread with phantom light with swimming phantom light o'erspread but rimmed and circled by a silver thread i see the old moon in her lap foretelling the coming on of rain and squally blast and oh that even now the gusts were swelling and the slant night shower driving hard and fast those sounds which oft have raised me whilst they awed and sent my soul abroad might now perhaps their wonted impulse give might startle this dull pain and make it move and live a grief without a pang void dark and drear a stifled drowsy unimpassioned grief which finds no natural outlet no relief in word or sigh or tear o lady in this wan and heartless mood to other thoughts by yonder throstle wooed all this long eve so balmy and serene have i been gazing on the western sky and its peculiar tint of yellow-green and still i gaze and with how blank an eye and those thin clouds above in flakes and bars that give away their motion to the stars those stars that glide behind them or between now sparkling now bedimmed but always seen yon crescent moon as fixed as if it grew in its own cloudless starless lake of blue i see them all so excellently fair i see nor feel how beautiful they are my genial spirits fail and what can these avail to lift the smothering weight from off my breast it were a vain endeavour though i should gaze for ever on that green light that lingers in the west i may not hope from outward forms to win the passion and the life whose fountains are within o lady we receive but what we give and in our life alone does nature live ours is her wedding garment ours her shroud and would we aught behold of higher worth than that inanimate cold world allowed to the poor loveless ever anxious crowd ah from the soul itself must issue forth a light a glory a fair luminous cloud enveloping the earth and from the soul itself must there be sent a sweet and potent voice of its own birth of all sweet sounds the life and element o pure of heart thou needst not ask of me what this strong music in the soul may be what and wherein it doth exist this light this glory this fair luminous mist this beautiful and beauty-making power joy virtuous lady joy that ne'er was given save to the pure and in their purest hour life and life's effluence cloud at once and shower joy lady is the spirit and the power which wedding nature to us gives in dower a new earth and heaven undreamt of by the sensual and the proud joy is the sweet voice joy the luminous cloud we in ourselves rejoice and thence flows all that charms our ear or sight all melodies the echoes of that voice 
all colors of suffusion from that light there was a time when though my path was rough this joy within me dallied with distress and all misfortunes were but as the stuff whence fancy made me dreams of happiness for hope grew round me like the twining vine and fruits and foliage not my own seemed mine but now afflictions bow me down to earth nor care i that they rob me of my mirth but oh each visitation suspends what nature gave me at my birth my shaping spirit of imagination for not to think of what i needs must feel but to be still and patient all i can and haply by abstruse research to steal from my own nature all the natural man this was my sole resource my only plan till that which suits a part infects the whole and now is almost grown the habit of my soul hence viper thoughts that coil round my mind reality's dark dream i turn from you and listen to the wind which long has raved unnoticed what a scream of agony by torture lengthened out that lute sent forth thou wind that ravest without bare crag or mountain tern or blasted tree of pine grove whither woodman never clomb or lonely house long held the witch's home methinks were fitter instruments for thee mad lutinist who in this month of showers of dark brown gardens and of peeping flowers makest devil's yule with worse than wintry song the blossoms buds and timorous leaves among thou actor perfect in all tragic sounds thou mighty poet e'en to frenzy bold what tell'st thou now about tis of the rushing of a host in rout with groans of trampled men with smarting wounds at once they groan with pain and shudder with the cold but hush there is a pause of deepest silence and all that noise as of a rushing crowd with groans and tremulous shudderings all is over it tells another tale with sounds less deep and loud a tale of less affright and tempered with delight as outway south had framed the tender lay tis of a little child upon a lonesome wild not far from home but she hath lost her way and now moans low in bitter grief and fear and now screams loud and hopes to make her mother hear tis midnight but small thoughts have i of sleep full seldom may my friend such vigils keep visit her gentle sleep with wings of healing and may this storm be but a mountain birth may all the stars hang bright above her dwelling silent as though they watched the sleeping earth with light heart may she rise gay fancy cheerful eyes joy lift her spirit joy attune her voice to her may all things live from pole to pole their life the eddying of her living soul o simple spirit guided from above dear lady friend devoutest of my choice thus mayest thou ever evermore rejoice the three treasures complaint how seldom friend a good great man inherits honor or wealth with all his worth and pains it sounds like stories from the land of spirits if any man obtain that which he merits or any merit that which he obtains reproof for shame dear friend renounce this canting strain what wouldst thou have a good great man obtain place 
titles salary a gilded chain or thrones of courses which his sword has slain greatness and goodness are not means but ends hath he not always treasures always friends the good great man three treasures love and light and calm thoughts regular as infant's breath and three firm friends more sure than day and night himself his maker and the angel death to a gentleman composed on the night after his recitation of a poem on the growth of an individual mind friend of the wise the teacher of the good into my heart have i received that lay more than historic that prophetic lay wherein high theme by thee first sung aright of the foundations and the building up of a human spirit thou hast dared to tell what may be told to the understanding mind revealable and what within the mind by vital breathing secret as the soul of vernal growth oft quickens in the heart thoughts all too deep for words theme hard as high of smiles spontaneous and mysterious fears the first-born they of reason and twin birth of tides obedient to external force and currents self-determined as might seem or by some inner power of moments awful now in thy inner life and now abroad when powers stream from thee and thy soul receive the light reflected as a light bestowed of fancies fair and milder hours of youth hyblean murmurs of poetic thought industrious in its joy in vales and glens native or outland lakes and famous hills for on the lonely high road when the stars were rising or by secret mountain streams the guides and the companions of thy way of more than fancy of the social sense distending wide the man beloved is man where france in all her town lay vibrating like some becalmed bark beneath the burst of heaven's immediate thunder when no cloud is visible or shadow on the main for thou wert there thine own brows garlanded amid the tremor of a realm aglow amid a mighty nation jubilant when from the general heart of humankind hope sprang forth like a full-born deity of that dear hope afflicted and struck down so summoned homeward thenceforth calm and sure from the dread watch-tower of man's absolute self with light unwaning on her eyes to look far on herself a glory to behold the angel of the vision then last strain of duty chosen laws controlling choice action and joy an orphic song indeed a song divine of high and passionate thoughts to their own music chanted o oh, great bard ere yet that last strain dying awed the air with steadfast eye i viewed thee in the choir of ever enduring men the truly great have all one age and from one visible space shed influence they both in power and act are permanent and time is not with them save as it worketh for them they in it nor less a sacred role than those of old and to be placed as they with gradual fame among the archives of mankind thy work makes audible a linked lay of truth of truth profound a sweet continuous lay not learnt but native her own natural notes ah as i listened with a heart forlorn the pulses of my being beat anew and even as life returns upon the drowned life's joy rekindling roused a throng of pains 
keen pangs of love, awakening as a babe turbulent, with an outcry in the heart, and fears self-willed that shun the eye of hope, and hope that scarce would know itself from fear, sense of past youth, and manhood come in vain, and all which I had culled in wood walks wild, and all which patient toil had reared, and all commune with thee, had opened out, but flowers strewed on my course, and borne upon my bier, in the same coffin for the self-same grave. That way no more, and ill beseems it me who came a welcomer in herald's guise, singing of glory and futurity, to wander back on such unhealthful road, plucking the poisons of self-harm. And ill such intertwined beseems triumphal wreaths strewed before thy advancing. Nor do thou, sage bard, impair the memory of that hour of my communion with thy nobler mind, pity or grief already felt too long. Nor let my words import more blame than needs. The tumult rose and ceased, for peace is nigh, where wisdom's voice has found a listening heart. Amid the howl of more than wintry storms, the halcyon hears the voice of vernal hours already on the wing. Eve following Eve, dear tranquil time, when the sweet sense of home is sweetest, moments for their own sake hailed, and more desired, more precious for thy song, in silence listening, like a devout child, my soul lay passive, by the various strain driven, as in surges now beneath the stars, with momentary stars of my own birth, fair constellated foam still darting off into the darkness, now a tranquil sea, outspread and bright, yet swelling to the moon. And when, O friend, my comforter and guide, strong in thyself and powerful to give strength, thy long-sustained song finally closed, and thy deep voice had ceased, yet thou thyself wert still before my eyes, and roundest both that happy vision of beloved faces, scarce conscious, and yet conscious of its close, I sate, my being blended in one thought, thought was it, or aspiration, or resolve, absorbed yet hanging still upon the sound, and when I rose, I found myself in prayer. Ode to Georgiana, Duchess of Devonshire on the twenty-fourth stanza in her passage over Mount Gothard. All held the chapel, held the platform wild, where Tell directed the avenging dart with well-strung arm that first preserved his child, then aimed the arrow at the tyrant's heart. Splendor's fondly fostered child, and did you hail the platform wild where once the Austrian fell beneath the shaft of Tell? O lady nursed in pomp and pleasure, Whence learnt you that heroic measure? Light as a dream your days their circlets ran, From all that teaches brotherhood to man, Far, far removed from want, from hope, from fear, Enchanting music lulled your infant ear. Obedience, praises, soothed your infant heart, Emblazonments and old ancestral crests, With many a bright obtrusive form of art, Detained your eye from nature's stately vests, That veiling, strove to deck your charms divine rich viands and the pleasurable wine were yours unearned by toil nor could you see the unenjoying toiler's misery and yet free nature's uncorrupted child you held the chapel in the platform wild 
where once the austrian fell beneath the shaft of tell o lady nursed in pomp and pleasure where learnt you that heroic measure there crowd your finely fibred frame all living faculties of bliss and genius to your cradle came his forehead wreathed with lambent flame and bending low with godlike kiss breathed in a more celestial life but boasts not many a fair come peer a heart so sensitive to joy and fear and some perchance might wage an equal strife some few to nobler being wrought co-rivals in the nobler gift of thought yet these delight to celebrate laurelled war and plumy state or in verse and music dress tales of rustic happiness pernicious tales insidious strains that steal the rich man's breast and mock the lot unblessed the sordid vices and the abject pains which evermore must be the doom of ignorance and penury but you free nature's uncorrupted child you held the chapel and the platform wild where once the austrian fell beneath the shaft of tell o lady nursed in pomp and pleasure where learnt you that historic measure you were a mother that most holy name which heaven and nature bless i may not vilely prostitute to those whose infants owe them less than the poor caterpillar owes its gaudy parent to fly you were a mother at your bosom fed the babes that loved you you with laughing eye each twilight thought each nascent feeling read which you yourself created o oh, delight a second time to be a mother without the mother's bitter groans another thought and yet another by touch or taste by looks or tones or the growing sense to roll the mother of your infant soul the angel of the earth who while he guides his chariot planet round the goal of day all trembling gazes on the eye of god a moment turned his face away and as he viewed you from his aspect sweet new influences in your being rose blessed intuitions and communions fleet with living nature in her joys and woes thenceforth your soul rejoiced to see the shrine of social liberty o beautiful o nature's child twas thence you hailed the platform wild where once the austrian fell beneath the shaft of tell o lady nursed in pomp and pleasure thence learnt you that historic measure the pains of sleep ere on my bed my limbs i lay it hath not been my use to pray with moving lips or bended knees by silently by slow degrees my spirit i to love compose in humble trust mine eyelids close with reverential resignation no wish conceived no thought expressed only a sense of supplication a sense o'er all my soul impressed that i am weak yet not unblessed since in me round me everywhere eternal strength and wisdom are but yesternight i prayed aloud in anguish and in agony upstarting from the fiendish crowd of shapes and thoughts that tortured me a lurid light a trampling throng sense of intolerable wrong and whom i scorn those only strong thirst of revenge the powerless will still baffled and yet burning still desire with loathing strangely mixed on wild or hateful objects fixed fantastic passions maddening brawl and shame and terror over all 
needs to be hid which were not hid which all confused i could not know whether i suffered or i did for all seemed guilt remorse or woe my own or others still the same life stifling fear soul stifling shame so two nights passed the night's dismay saddened and stunned the coming day sleep the wide blessing seemed to me distemper's worst calamity the third night when my own loud scream had waked me from the fiendish dream o'ercome with sufferings strange and wild i wept as i had been a child and having thus by tears subdued my anguish to a milder mood such punishments i said were due to nature's deepliest stained with sin for i untempesting anew the unfathomable hell within the horror of their deeds to view to know and loathe yet wish to do such griefs with such men will agree but wherefore wherefore fall on me to be beloved is all i need and whom i love i love indeed song by glycine a sunny shaft did i behold from sky to earth it slanted and poised therein a bird so bold sweet bird thou wert enchanted he sunk he rose he twinkled he trolled within that shaft a sunny mist his eyes afire his beak of gold all else of amethyst and thus he sang adieu adieu love's dreams prove seldom true the blossoms they make no delay the sparkling dewdrops will not stay sweet month of may we must away far far away to-day to-day youth and age verse a breeze mid blossom strain where hope clung feeding like a bee both were mine life went amain with nature hope and posy when i was young when i was young ah woeful when ah for the change twixt now and then this breathing house not built with hands this body that does me grievous wrong o'er airy cliffs and glittering sands how lightly then it flashed along like those trim skiffs unknown of yore on winding lakes and rivers wide that ask no aid of sail or oar that fear no spite of wind or tide not cared this body for wind or weather when youth and i lived in it together flowers are lovely love is flower-like friendship is a sheltering tree oh the joys that came down shower-like of friendship love and liberty ere i was old ere i was old ah woeful ere which tells me youth's no longer here o oh, youth for years so many and sweet tis known that thou and i were one i'll think it but a fond conceit it cannot be that thou art gone thy vesper bell has not yet tolled and thou wert i a masker bold what strange disguise has thou put on to make believe that thou art gone i see these locks and silvery slips this drooping gait this altered size but springtide blossoms on thy lips and tears take sunshine from thine eyes life is but thought so think i will that youth and i are housemates still phantom or fact 
author a lovely form there state beside my bed and such a feeding calm its presence shed a tender love so pure from earthly leaven that i aneath the fancy might control twas my own spirit newly come from heaven wooing its gentle way into my soul but ah the change it had not stirred and yet alas that change how fain would i forget that shrinking back like one that had mistook that weary wandering disavowing look twas all another feature look and frame and still methought i knew it was the same friend this riddling tale to what does it belong is't history vision or an idle song or rather say at once within what space of time this wild disastrous change took place author call it a moment's work and such it seems this tale's a fragment from the life of dreams but say that years matured the silent strife and tis a record from the dream of life end of section thirty nine